Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 519. Hi, Lynns. Hi, Tony. Oh, we had a, a fun one today. We did. It really does go to show that a break in between things makes things better. Yes, there is actual research of <laughs> workers that have more time to relax are more productive. Yes. And we were definitely more productive. We had less of our pre-show talk about everything else. We got right down to business. Yes. and We already had done that previously. Yep, and had a good time. Yes. And uh, I read a comic book. You read a comic book. We all read so comic So many books. things went well for us. Yep. <laughs> Talked about a lot of things in the news lately, and you'll just have to listen to this to find out I, what I they hope, are. Yeah, I hope since you started it that you keep going. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 519. Ages since I've seen you. It's well, not actually, but yeah, it's yes. only been a couple weeks. In, well, in, actually, in, really, in podcast two days. time, yes, it's been a couple weeks. In 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 IRL, it's just been a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> you had a trip. I mean, it's still were summer hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. You had a trip uh, to Montana. How was yes. that? Um, it was beautiful. Montana is gorgeous. It's like the perfect weather. Right now, I imagine winter sucks. But like for a fat Michigan girl, like it was like the perfect temperature. Nice. <laughs> and then I've been on some fun painkiller drugs because yes. I had eye surgery. Yes, you got your your lens peeled back and your blood drained from your diabetic eye. Yep, and I've been <laughs> the my dreams have just been crazy vivid and weird and yeah, awesome. <laughs> so. That's weird. Painkillers do not do that to me. They just make me feel nice. I mean, yeah, they do it. Well, that's what I've never experienced this before because I've had wisdom teeth out. I've, I'm not a person that takes painkillers, you know, but when I have pain, I will do that. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. even before, so for some reason, my eye somehow, this is like magnifying my third eye or my inner eye or I don't know. Okay. <laughs> But glad to be back. Uh, got a book that I reviewed this week, and I've been catching up on a lot of other books. And it is kind of hard to read with just one eye. I but bet. I bet. It does take there. away the fun a little bit. But I do want to quick start off this episode with a couple recent uh, passings in life. Sure. Um, Arlene Sorkin, who was the original Harley Quinn voice. Yes. She has the just passed away. The person who gave us... The what Harley Quinn should sound like, and I mean, in essence, too, because the animated series gave us Harley right. Quinn origin. Yep. So this is who, yeah, we always will picture this as that original voice, right? And you know, to see her passing, I've seen a lot of tributes with uh, um, Batman, like waiting for her in heaven, insinuating with uh, Kevin Conroy oh. having passed before, you know, right, right, and right, a lot right, of those, right, right. which I was like. That actually kind of got me a little bit. Yeah. I was like, because this isn't a death, you know, it's sad for many fans and stuff. But for me personally, it, it doesn't hit as hard. Yeah. It but, doesn't hit me at all. Yeah. But <laughs> we've had a couple other deaths, too. And okay. Bob Barker yep. hit me a little bit. Dude, he was 99. But I, that's the thing, though. I'm not as sad for it. Yeah. Because he lived a good life, a long life. So that's more of a celebration. But, like, just the memories, uh, you know. There's been some memes going around. He's the patron saint of sick days. Right. And That's true. I used to, I and mean, all the spayed and neutered cats. Yeah. And, and, dogs. and, you know, he was he was a really good person and he will be missed. But again, he's you know, he's been retired for many years. Yeah. He's been he's so old. That's one. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how many times everyone thinks they're clever. But how many times I saw stuff like he <laughs> yeah. got the closest to 100 without going over. <laughs> no. I'm like, oh, God. And then, like, just everybody. When I've had some some people tell me that, too, and I'll just, like, fake laugh because I'm like, all right. First time I saw it, I kind of thought that was clever. Yeah. But then when everyone does it, right. it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
Um, and then two other deaths, uh, one of which uh, hit me pretty hard. The other one didn't. But uh, in the wrestling world, Terry Funk, uh, he passed away last week uh, at 72, I believe. Okay. Still young um, in terms of things. Terms of wrestling, though, old. still a little bit older. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of especially people, for old school yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. Like, and it's just said he was a big name growing up. Like I remember watching him yeah, and, and liking I have him. No idea who he is. But then the other one, uh, Bray Wyatt, who also passed away a day later, um, at thirty six. Yeah, super young, very and, young. And that hit me because he was a big reason why I started getting back into wrestling. Was his creativeness? Yeah, you like the Duck Dynasty of it all. <laughs> well, you like the hillbilly of it all. It wasn't that, and if that's all that you kind of knew of the character, but he I was a, uh, he had some, yes, the cult and everything was the starting of it, but then it got into a little bit more of the mystical and everything, kind of like how the Undertaker, if you know his character, WWE doesn't really do some of those like far out there like this guy is like really dead type thing like they used to do always with the Undertaker, and it's mm-hmm. one of those things of. I'm watching this as a soap opera. It can be as fantastical as it needs to sure. be. The wrestling in the ring and stuff. And so what Bray Wyatt did for me is just that creative outlet of let's be goofy a little bit. Let's kind of go back to some of those days where this was a magical thing that happened and just pretend that it's real. Because obviously we know it's all just mm-hmm. storytelling. Mm-hmm. But in that storytelling, you get some great characters and ultimately great stories, right? and that's what he was. And so that one resonates with a lot of people. Did he stay a heel the whole time? No. Well, it's hard, no, because that term heel, I think. When he started, he was a bad guy. Yes, bad guy, but then you can still be kind of that bad guy that people still love, right? Being the baby face. Yes, and stuff. I, I I understand. So loving he didn't the stay heel, heel, but I want to but... say he always kind of stayed the on the eve, like having some sort of like a weird like Sister Abigail and like all these things that were like seemed to be dark and mysterious, kind of. So yeah, he wasn't always a heel, but he always kind of had that. That vibe of he was a bad guy, but he wasn't a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible. It's from Wreck It Ralph. I I know. (laughs) I knew what impression you were trying to do. (laughs) Okay, Zangief. (laughs) But uh, but yeah. So that one, I just wanted to kind of mention those. Um, just because again, the Bray Wyatt one, it was one of the first times in a while. Robin Williams, I feel like is one of the only other ones where I like I cried when I heard Robin Williams. Died. Yeah. And it wasn't until like later on in life when, uh, um, God, I forget who died, but I was reading some posts about what people say is don't feel bad that you didn't know them. Mm-hmm. Cause people are like, I feel so weird. I never met the person. Cause they're like, Oh, it's what they've given to you. Yeah. Though. And yeah. that feeling that you got yeah. from like, whether it's music, listening to them or watching them, like, that's something that you shared with this person. Right. Yeah. I mean, the last one for me was Carrie Fisher. And like, I literally, I found out she died when I was at work and I literally just started crying at my desk. And obviously I've never met Carrie Fisher, but like as a girl who like mm-hmm. nerd stuff, she was a very important figure in my life because she was one of the first women who had agency in like sci-fi. Yeah. So, and plus Listen, Carrie Fisher was a badass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Outside of Princess Leia. But yeah, so I get it. That's a lot of death. Yeah. I mean and again, it's it's sad um that, you know, some are so young, some have lived a full life. It's everything in between and Do you know why? Stuff. Why he died, how he died? Right. Uh, it it had some complications. It, it was a heart attack. Okay. But it was instigated from COVID. Oh. Is what they're saying that he because he came down with a bad bout of COVID in March, and so he's been off the air. Like he was supposed. To, people were wondering why he wasn't at WrestleMania this year. There was supposed to be a big thing with him at WrestleMania. We later found out it was COVID. Yeah, He's been recovering. And then the sad thing, too, was there were, his dad made an announcement last week saying he's making a 
like comeback. Like oh. he, his health is doing great. Yeah. So everyone's like, sweet. That means maybe come back to the ring. And then um, the actual details is he went to go take a nap. His, um, I don't know if wife or fiance, I can't remember if he was remarried already or not, um, went to, well, heard the alarm going off still and was wondering why did he not shut it off and then found him blue. Oh, and, man. Yeah. So that sucks. One of those things that, you know, Heart attacks can happen to anyone at any age, right. so go get checked up by your doctor, at least a yearly physical. Yes, and, you know, COVID does have um, effects, even if you recover from it. Yeah. Like, the lack of blood oxygen definitely can fuck you up, so. So, with all that being said, let's move on to some fun stuff, like some comic book reviews. Okay. So I'm going to start off with Jean Grey number one, which this is a one shot, um, all part of the fall of X that's going on right now. Um, okay. Again, I cannot stop loving this era of X-Men. Yeah, but is it falling apart? Is Are they moving outside of I it? Mean, is that what's happening with the fall of X? Yes, fall of X. Uh, so there is an amazing thing. I think I'm going to try to get... Uh, I'll try to write it out as a script to be as precise and quick as possible of like the last year of what's happened. But ultimately say there was this whole sinister thing, which I thought that event should have been bigger. It was just a kind of future of the sinister taking over. Mm -hmm. And you come to find out that he implanted his genetic code in the resurrection protocol so that he could pretty much take over a person as a sinister. Okay. And then that got into the population. And because of all that, there's some other things that have been happening with the Quiet Council. It got disbanded, and Xavier's finding out that it, he's the problem. So then he has psychically kicked out all mutants from Earth. He's the problem? His vision of him going so steadfast into what he thinks needs to be Xavier. done. Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. Xavier's um, the problem. Yeah. Isn't that the way all of these That's, stories end? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, yeah, he's his own anti-hero. Mm -hmm. uh, so this story then uh, starts off with uh, Jean kind of not knowing, you know, she's dying. She doesn't know where she's at, what's going on. Because with, Ma or sorry, not Magneto, with Xavier doing the psychic blast to everyone, only few people were powerful enough. And it's probably going to be some of the Omega levels. I know that there's an Iceman book out too, so I'm thinking that's, going to tie into some of them okay. but i'm not 100 percent certain what all these mean especially with the way this ends but the story was great and it just kind of starts off with a great splash page of all these different scenes of like past you know gene gray jeans kind of, yeah encounters and everything going on and it starts talking though about the time that beast brought the past younger selves to the future oh yeah yeah. Do you yeah. remember that yeah Sorry. To me, I was like, oh, if this is going... I just thought it was going to be a one-off. That's when young Jean, she got stuck there, the, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the whole... Yeah. The first five got stuck yeah. in the future. Yeah. And then they eventually got sent back with their minds wiped. Right. And so I was like, okay, so continuity-wise, this did happen, and they wouldn't be any of the wiser going from that. I just thought when I was reading a little bit of it is she was just kind of going over some things that happened, not that this would be a whole full-on story from that. So, again... This is all kind of her kind of in her mind seeing what would happen if things were differently because she's trying to fix the whole mutant nation that's going on right now and where things she went wrong. She always tries to fix things. And that's what this whole thing is. So young Jean gets back with everyone from the future and she was told she needs to wipe all their minds. She goes, what if, what if we don't do that? And the rest of the group's like, well, you heard future beast he said we need to do this so that we can prevent or have things go the way they should but she's like what about saving all these people that we could now we know who the bad guys are we know who some mutants are going to be why don't we save them and then she's like well won't the professor read her man she goes right now I, i'm more powerful because again when they because were because she spent all that time in the future. future yeah because they were picked up kind of previous to having their powers kind of more unlocked and upgraded. Well, and yeah, she got that new training. power when she was in the future. Yeah. And so now 
she's just like, I can kind of block him right now. So let's go at it. They're in the danger room. Kick butt. And then X-Men uh, Magneto is fighting. And this is where the contrast of Xavier's is profound. Because watching this Xavier, I'm like, yeah, this is the good Xavier I always knew as mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. This is the one that it should be. We know the one in current times is a huge dick. Yeah. But at least with what it seems like him, he understands that at least now. And he's trying to be like, okay, maybe I need to back up. And that's a whole other issue with actually For the books. eighth time. Yeah. So <laughs> so they then they then agree, okay, we won't erase our minds. And then they go and they're fighting Magneto, uh, giant steel uh, bridge. And same things like, he, oh, I can't read his mind because of this thing. And Scott goes, but you have other powers than that. So then she pops off Magneto's helmet. Then she could psychic blast him. And the whole time they're saying, don't do this. You're going to be creating um, the fear that you keep saying is mm-hmm. what mutants do. Mm-hmm. Magneto, you're going to you know, make that even a bigger part of it. Just stop now. Be a good guy. Well, she pretty much comatoses him, lobotomizes him by you know, psychic blast. And then... That's a crazy thing to do to a guy who spent a lot of time in Auschwitz. Well, and <laughs> Professor X was not too happy with that, yeah. so kind of kicked him out. Luckily, uh, Warren has his inheritance, so mm-hmm. they were able to do things. Having Hank there, he created his own Cerebro, and they started finding some mutants because Trask uh, is still planning on making some Sentinels, so they need to quick save some things. And oh my God, when even in the, the battle against Magneto, they're like, Let's not hide. Let's go to the cameras. Let's tell them we saved them. And then she's doing a little bit more of some priding, prodding in some people's minds of what they saw. Come to, they're kidnapping pretty much these kids. They go get uh, Kitty Pride. And okay. when the parents are like, no, she's not a mutant because they get her when she's a little bit younger. But they know she's going to turn into one. Uh, then all of a sudden the next panel is, see you later. Have fun at boarding school. Yeah. So you see... Jean Grey's manipulating some more, and the team is kind of like, I don't think we should be doing this, but she keeps saying it's for the better good. This is how this book goes, Mm. and I don't want to give all the examples, but there's a lot of great takes. Um, There's some back, not even backstabbing, there's some of the team that has some resolve and is like, I'm not doing this anymore, and her lashing out at them. It comes down to then a battle against, oh, but she needs more power to really save the world. So what happens? Oh, the phoenix finds her even quicker and before because she reached out to it because she knew about it. Right. She's like, I'm now searching for the phoenix force. Oh, phoenix force. So now she's pretty much overpower bad guy. And by the end of this, uh, she kills everyone. Ah, Jean. The funny thing. So listen, listen. The funny thing about this story is when they when they did the event where they brought the kids up mm-hmm. from the past, there was an issue where the watcher comes to Beast and is like, "You've done fucked shit up hard," <laughs> and they show <laughs> he shows them a bunch of possible futures, and one of them is Jean Grey sitting on a throne of bodies with just waste around her. Like, Mm -hmm. not human waste, just, like, decimation. And it sounds like that has come to fruition in this story. They even mentioned, I think it was Scott that, or maybe it was Hank that said, you know, we or when she was saying, we know who the bad guys will be, she goes, they go, we know who some of the bad guys will be in some of the futures. Again, not everyone is stuck to being a villain. Yes, Essex will always be one, Apocalypse will always be one, but who knows in a world that, Magneto, well, even the now, now Magneto, he's dead, but became a good guy. Right. You know, so, yeah, you can't necessarily do that now. And especially the way that she was really going. Oh, and there was a great thing, too, because uh, in a scene, Professor X pretty much brought as much as he could of um, Magneto back. But because he fell and was paralyzed, and at this point, uh, Professor X wasn't. Magneto was in the hover chair, mm. and Professor X was walking when they went to go battle her before she pretty much annihilated them all. There is a there is kind of the end scene of what she then goes, oh, I do see what we need to do. For the reader, 
I don't think we're supposed to know what that thing is because I was like, I don't know what you just learned. Unless you're thinking now in the future you need the Phoenix Force, which would be an interesting way to for her to get it back. But I don't yeah, think... Yeah, because in a previous iteration, she had banished the Phoenix Force from existence. I mean, but that comes back and forth all the time. I know, but I There's thought There's a lot of things, too, where she's explained uh, in the beginning of how she's been dead multiple times. It's not anything new to her. So the resurrection protocols and ever that, she's just like, you know, I've beat that before. No big deal. Yeah. If I'm dead now, I'll come back. Whatever. So there's a lot more uh, nuance within the story that I didn't really talk about. But those are kind of the big beats of it. And I thought for a self-contained story, I didn't think I would ever want to see the young X-Men again. But then, but then this just, you know, it hit the right right nerve for what's going on with the Krakoan nation. So. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. You know I love me some Jean. Oh, yeah. But I was getting real sick of a version of Jean they created in this new world. Oh, you don't like her with? It's it's real. It's just real, like, I don't know. They seem very brainwashed. I mean, did you just not like her dating Cyclops and Wolverine? No, or... the, the whole scenario of their weird Partridge family thing they had going oh. on was super weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, well... I really enjoyed it at first, but they don't dwell on it as much anymore, which is good. I think for a for the time when that came out though, was drastically different. Really made for a okay, we don't have to see them fighting over her anymore. Right. So we can get past that thing yeah. now. I'm just tired of Gene's story being always connected to dudes. So that's why I like these I one shots just, like yeah. this. And that's that's kind of how I have felt about her a little bit. Within what's going on in the, the now time, she's kind of pissed at Cyclops and... Good. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's the worst. He, oh, my God. Growing up, everyone hated Cyclops for some other reason. I think it's because of the animated uh, series Gene! making him sound like a whiny bitch. Gene! And for the longest time, I hated him. But I am just like, you know what? I have to say I'm a Cyclops fan now. Yeah. Like... Sure, you may not like how he's characterized sometimes, but most of the time, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> but I'm at least I at least have now come to appreciate some of more of his stories and him as a leader. Like I used to always think, you know, the perfect Boy Scout guy, like get over it. But I've started to see more of the when they do the internal dialogue of things is what I truly love within some comic books because then it's not just what they're saying, but you can really get the feeling of who they are. And sure. I think Cyclops gets a pass for me now. So. Ugh, not me. <laughs> not yet. Never, probably. Are you done? Yes. My turn? Mm-hmm. So you I got a lot of stuff there. I do. So uh, favorite of the podcast, Ryan Brown of 8 Billion Genies, Curse Words, um, God Hates Astronauts which is what I'm reviewing today, had a Kickstarter for his, I don't really want to call it a sequel, but like follow-up to I mean, God continuation? Hates. He had So he's had two volumes of God Hates Astronauts come out. Um, God Hates Astronauts started as a webcomic and then was published into a paper comic. And then there's Trades, volumes one and two. And I would like to go back and explain what the previous volumes were about, but honestly, they're so fucked up. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, I've, I only read a couple, but even me, it was like, I just know there was a lot of interesting background characters that there you... are. Yeah. There's, there's um, Stargrass, which is this, so there's this superhero at the very beginning of the first volume who, and I can't remember, it's been so long since I read it, and I didn't go back and reread it before I read this, and I should have, because it probably would have helped, but who dies, and but gets his head replaced by, like, a phantom cow, so he's, like, this hero that has a fiery floating cow head. Um, there's a guy who had his arms ripped off and replaced with ape arms. There's uh all of these weird, there's something called the impossible 
and this character called Kramok, and they're just all kinds of weird Ryan Brownish sort of characters. And I say that because if you've read Eight Billion Genies, and some of the characters that were in that comic book, the way they were drawn mm-hmm. and written, especially when the little boy became the superhero and all of the kind of characters yeah. around him, like very Ryan Brown sort of feeling. So this book kicks up at the end of the volumes and probably even more into the future, but actually takes you back to like the in-between volume one and two story. So volume one happened, volume two hasn't happened yet. So this cowhead man, Stargrass, his (laughs) wife is pregnant. They haven't gone through this giant event that they're going to go through in volume two. And the whole purpose is that this, he needs to go back and like make sure that the events that happen in volume two never happen because it leads to an apocalypse where people store things in their asses. (laughs) (laughs) That is... You know, I I would never have ever in my life associated that as an apocalypse. Well, they have to store things in their asses because they don't want the whatever things that came out of the apocalypse to get them. But just that's something that I could see in Ryan Brown's future. Oh, Oh, yeah. So it's funny because they say he's like one of the characters is like, do you want to buy anything from my general store? And some more conversation is happening and the guy's like so where's the general store and he's like my ass my general store is inside my ass (laughs) (laughs) and he's like uh let me let me find it here um in our great new world we hide everything in our asses keeps it safe from the swarms of radioactive ghouls expired credit cards sports memorabilia from disgraced athletes horse saddles without a horn, general stores, <laughs> and all the things radioactive ghouls might desire. And that just kind of, I mean, that is that is it. This is this is Ryan Brown. This is what he does. And it's beautiful and amazing and weird, and I fucking love it. Um, the narrator of the original was 3D Ghost, I believe. And we have a 4D Ghost in this one, and we also have, like, 3D Ghost's son, as the narrator, but the 4D ghost is the time travel guide. I know none of it makes sense and I don't expect it to, but I got this through Kickstarter. So I don't know how and when it'll be available for general consumption. Although I would imagine that it would be, it'd be weird to just only put something out through Kickstarter. Um, But if you read any of God hates astronauts, this is a hundred percent. You have to pick this up. 100%. Like, if you liked that book at all, you have to find a way to get this. Um, I got a lot of fun swag with the Kickstarter, of course. And I didn't even, I don't even think I pledged that high. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So they kind of just gave it for free. Yeah, I don't, like, I didn't do one of the levels where it's like, you get all of this junk. Sorry. And (laughs) (laughs) some of it, sometimes it is junk. Um, So there's, like, posters and fold-out comics and stickers, but... Um, the most fun is these little trading cards that you get that have like the characters on them. And the fun part about these is that on the back, instead of like character bios or anything like that, it just lists other works by Ryan Brown. Um, because there's a question mark at the end of it and it does list some of his other works and then, I don't know, possible future works, things he would love to do. Just Ryan Brownisms, some of them being what was the one that you enjoyed? The nope, not that one. Where was it? Oh, it had eight billion jeans on it. Oh yeah, Taco Bell and other mistakes. Yeah, big Bobby Big Bunch bowls for burgers. William Walrus oh, yeah. runs for William president. Walrus. President Bobby Big Bunch loses re-election to William Walrus. <laughs> Just all kinds of fun stuff like that. This one says, TMI Tales, Larry the Alligator Gets a Routine Vasectomy. 
TMI Tales, Larry the Alligator's vasectomy does not heal well. <laughs> TMI Tales. After all of that, Larry the Alligator's vasectomy didn't work. <laughs> TMI Tales. Larry the Alligator's wife has an unplanned pregnancy. <laughs> I guarantee you all of these are ideas he has. He's just hoping he put these out there now that whoever starts tweeting the most of like a certain thing, he's like, that would be my next idea. <laughs> I'll so. make that real. Uh, I do want to talk about the back cover of this book because <laughs> that. That's Stargrass. But you know that what that picture is of, right? Is... The Liefeld uh, Captain America. Uh, oh, yeah. He's definitely uh, chested out there. Yeah. With the Captain America shield, but yeah. a trash, a trash can. can. Like, yeah. I just want that as a picture. Like, I would hang that on my wall. So. Yeah. I'm going to have to find His art is always, no matter how fucking kooky it is, you just want to keep looking at it. It's so well, like, it's so cartoony, but yet, and that, that's not a bit, that's not an insult, um, but so interesting. And like, just the attention to detail and the weirdness is, is. It's never bad. It's either no. cool or funny, you know? Right. Exactly. Um. FYI, I got number 347 out of 750. They're numbered, which you don't see a lot of times. So Also, he uh, drew on uh, the cover, yes. too, there. Yep. Yes, but I, I I, already have. I have a God Hates Astronauts with his signature oh. on it already. Because um, he used to come up to the Vault of Midnight and do signings every once in a while. But, well, that is a cool cool stash you got there and listen i haven't done a kickstarter in a while because honestly i just got really tired of doing kickstarters <laughs> and all of the stuff you get with them because most of the time it's like i don't care just give me the book yeah i don't need all of this extra stuff but i this i got this one and i also just if anybody else wants to do it because i think it's still going the uh, dan doherty um adult feelings book <laughs> it has a kickstarter right now and i did sign up for that because listen adults have feelings they need to talk about <laughs> anyway so that's what i got for you this week god cool. hates astronauts again well i haven't done a kickstarter in a while just because i don't have money but it's true you are broke but past self and i think this is the last gift that i get for my past self Oh. Got one more gargoyles coming that came in Brooklyn. So again, I I pre-ordered these like a year, year and a half ago, knowing that they'd be coming out, you know, within a year or so. Right. Um, I thought I would have received them all. I thought I had when I got the last one like two months ago. Oh, I guess I had one more. I checked though. I don't have anything else <laughs> in there coming. So this was my last little surprise to my future self. Aww. But um, I am missing, well, I think there's one or two more that I do need to to keep to get the main gargoyle set. So I will get, um, I think I'm missing Bronx uh, on the back. I don't think he came out yet. But. Uh, yeah, you have five, right? Yeah. So I have these first five. Five. Yeah. yeah. So. With that, I'm probably going to get one or ask for it for Christmas or something or with Christmas money. I'm not really buying much toys anymore. You shouldn't. And I don't, except for these are a big part, and these are really cool figures. I haven't taken them out of the boxes. I don't know why, because I am a person that likes to pose them and put them up. I think I'm just waiting until I get some shelves clean. Yeah, or... you, you're... For a guy who likes to display his toys, your display skills aren't top-notch. And I don't know if that's just because you don't have the shelf space to do it properly, but... Pretty much it's that. Yeah. Um. So going on to news, uh, this is, I mean... News. Kind of news, but it was something, it was a question I saw online that I kind of wanted to talk to you, but... Oh, yay. So it has become three years since Chadwick Boseman had died. Okay. Um, he died on August 28th of 2020 so uh obviously around uh, anniversaries of people's deaths people start asking you know or thinking about you know the character and the actor and everything and um i saw this online of thinking should they have just recasted him how much less troubles that would be for this next uh 
arc and iteration that they are trying to do with Secret Wars. Um, I personally thought Wakanda Forever was good, but now yeah. after and like I thought smart idea, you know, that's a great honor to this person to mm-hmm. then retire his character that he was on screen. But I can see the many problems with that because I know he was integral to going through the next phases. Yeah, of but Marvel. they've had three years to figure it out. Well, no, I'm just saying hindsight. Right. Like, do you think they should have just recasted him and no. kept going? No, don't? I think they did the, the smart choice. Smart choice in an honoring thing, but like in yeah, the but, overall storytelling. Yeah, but I no because listen, we've all read comics a lot, and like most of the characters are interchangeable. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So killing him on screen, just replace him with a different character, not a oh, different like, person. Like you, 100 percent could just make whatever they were going to make him do. Or, or that's what I'm have okay. Ant Man do or we some sh- bullshit like that. Yes, but I think though you need to have a T'Challa that that spiritual person on the Avengers, and I think with the charisma that Chadwick had, yes, is you're not going to find someone like that. I still think you could find a person to portray on screen mm. what that character represented, and so killing him off takes away that the essence of who that character is. I don't know. I just now in hindsight, I saw it posed online and I had to agree now that I think it was the wrong decision. And I only say that because of the many Batman that we've had. Sure. We know that they are all different actors, but in our heads, we say that's just a different day in the life of movie Batman. Or when you really get to it, that's a now different multiverse or universe. But even before we got into multiverses, when it was, uh, Michael Keaton, and then um, was it Val Kilmer next, and then George Clooney? I was just like, it's the same Batman, just he looks different, whatever. Yeah, Get over it. And that's what I feel like we're not doing that enough within some of the movies now because we're so dead set on this actor played this person, so now we can't have a different person sure. play Sure, yeah. I mean, fair. Like, I would be for recasting Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. To keep that storyline going or whatever they had planned. God, but, I haven't even thought of that controversy in a while. I mean, but... who cares? But <laughs> really, but I don't know. I I think that there is a way to do what they were planning to do without having Black Panther around. Because listen, I hate to say it, Black Panther was not around in the Avengers for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, should he be around? Yes, because the Avengers is very white. And boring for such a long time. <laughs> so it is much needed, fresh diversity. But, um, you know, I think they can figure it out. I Honestly. Honestly? You want my honest opinion? Sure. I don't fucking care. I know. You, you've kind of gotten over <laughs> I have. Marvel movies. I have. Yeah. I didn't finish watching Secret Invasion. Like, I just... Ugh. I don't know. It's, I, I get I get the same way with comic books, though. Like, I stopped reading X-Men because it was just like, it's too much. Stop it. Give me really good stuff consistently. Don't overload me with a bunch of crap. Just give me good stuff. Who cares if I get a movie every other year? I would rather have that than, like, a bunch of mediocre shit all the time. Well, as you mentioned, uh, Secret Invasion, which, don't finish it. It's I'm not trash. planning on it. Um. So, uh, uh, Ahsoka's oh. numbers. Uh, they can't be good. Well, no, there actually are. At Fourteen million views in no. the first week. Yeah. Did so, you watch it? No. But. So here are the feelings. Before you get into what you're gonna say, here are my feelings about Ahsoka. My kid probably loved it because my kid watched all of those animated shows. So he has connections to those characters that I do not have. So I thought it was super boring. And but when when the chick bounty hunter Ren or whatever the fuck her name is, I can't remember, shows up and you can see her little bounty hunter helmet underneath the table, I'm sure everyone who watched the animated shows were like, "Oh my god, there it is." Like when they talked to when he she watches the video of Ezra being like, "Oh, I'm going to 
miss you. Like, I'm sure that was way more heartfelt than like, I'm just like, ah, okay. She's a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, the critics are kind of a few of it was kind of blah. Nah. Like, yeah. you know, not terrible. Like, as they all said, too, if you watch Rebels and all that, you would probably find more enjoyment. Yes. And I usually will never care what critics say because it is always up to the individual. And yes. and usually, too, if, if, if audiences love something more than critics. Right. That's the key demographic. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, plus or minuses from actual uh, viewers yet. We'll probably get that within the next week or so. I just know for me personally, I just keep asking why. Why this character again? Yes, knowing why, popular character Super in the past. I mean, people why can say we, the same thing about Boba Fett. But why are we not creating new stories, new characters, anyone else Besides the main same people that have always been these Star Wars characters. Yeah, well, they did. They did. They had that whole show, The Mandalorian, which is a completely new character. Yes, that's one out of. Okay, and, okay. Well, and, no, no. And, okay. And, well, and Rogue One, that was all new characters. I should say this, not necessarily. Okay, because what I was trying to allude to as well was with the Marvel stuff, which, yes, they are new characters. Why some of these characters, though? Oh. Because. Right. With some of these, yes, they're new characters, but they're all kind of feel flat. Like well, it's the nostalgia. Corporate, it's the nostalgia. Well, I always feel like it's corporate numbers of these characters resonate. It's not creative. It's right. not. It's nostalgia. Fresh and new. We yeah. don't have nostalgia for these characters, but we did for Boba Fett. We watched the fuck out of the book of Boba Fett. I watched Obi-Wan and thought it was shit. Oh, I really liked Obi-Wan. Really? Yeah. Look at the story again. There's, there's no way that care. that actually I don't happened. Care. I don't care. I it love that so tiny little Leia. I think she was adorable and awesome and badass. I want to get so far away from the main, yeah. like, Skywalkers now, especially after they've just ruined it with the last three movies anyways. You know? Right. Skywalker saga's over. Yeah. I don't even really care about Rey. I, like, I wish we could just... They... You remember how excited everybody was? When the the prequels came out. Yeah, I'll stand in line to get tickets. Do you remember how excited everybody was when the first of the new movies came out? Mm -hmm. Like, that will never happen as long as they keep pushing stuff like this out. It will never happen. Mm -hmm. And listen, the 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 Genity, Gen, what's his name? J Tartakovsky or whatever that fucking guy is who did uh, Samurai Jack. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. He did he name. did the original animated Clone Wars movie. Like that shit was awesome. And then we got a lot of animated series. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was like, oh, people love Star Wars still. Let's make a ton more stuff. And then they just kept going and going and going and going and going. <sighs> and we need new stuff. We need new visions like Barbie. Which has now made one point three four billion. Have you seen it? No. Okay. I knew I was gonna get asked that. I have now realized I was like, I still haven't seen that. Okay. I am planning on trying to do gonna, that within the next week. I was gonna ask your feelings on it, but since you haven't seen it yet, yeah, revisit me next time I record because okay. I will have definitely seen it since. Then. I really liked it. I like. I feel like I would like it. It seemed like it's gonna be an awesome movie. You're and everyone, a total Alan. Okay, I don't know what that means, but when I watch this now, I'll be waiting for, where's this Alien character? But uh, I, I just think that's amazing, though. That's Greta cool, Gerwig I, is the first female director to have a movie that grossed over a billion dollars. Wow. On her own. So, like, there's been female directors who have co-directed who have okay. grossed over a billion dollars. Um, but she is the first female director who, who has a singular directing credit to have grossed over a billion dollars. I mean, I'm all for, like, celebrating other people's wins, and this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Especially for a movie that I thought was going to be funny that I would maybe funny. rent. Not necessarily yeah. needed to go see it at theater, but now it's one of those I should go see yeah. it because everyone's you should, talking about it. You should, because, like... Not only is it amazingly funny, but like it pisses a lot of people off, and oh, that, and, that, and it makes me messages. and it makes me want to just give them even more money. <laughs> 
because of the people it's pissing off. The stupid preacher that beat, that wrapped a Bible around a bat because that's what you're supposed to do with the Bible and beat the shit out of Barbie Dreamhouse with it because that's what a man does. (laughs) And I know this is skewing on a little bit of a political Mm. tirade, but like, come on. I was always taught you were supposed to respect Bibles. So even on the conservative side, that's I feel like that's fucked up. <laughs> anyway. Um, moving on to a different thing, even though, like I said, I still want to see that. Um, Digital Public uh, Library of America, DPLA. Um, I just found this out. They have a app out. Um, this is a nonprofit that is uh, used to help teens read books that are banned in schools. Oh, cool. So... Um, obviously there's, there's free library apps. Like, honestly, if you like reading, look up the apps to your local library. You can do some digital e-reading books. So you don't even have to physically sometimes go to the library. All the libraries are awesome places. Yes. But this is actually, it's really helping, uh, also people that may not have a library near them or anything, or even know what is banned. They are taking every banned book. So when people ban it, they now add it to this digital library which kind of puts it all in one easy place right. for people to read this stuff. And I'm assuming if you wanted to read one, you're probably in the mindset of being open-minded to probably read some more of these. Sure. And also try to scratch your head of why, is why, it why are they banned? Yeah. Yeah. So, books should never be banned. I, no. it's. I'm even for really shitty books that talk about things I don't believe in not being banned. Because yeah, yeah. it's it's... it's it's like banning, well, it's banning art because a book is kind of a form of art, you know, like music. Yeah, like, it's not kind of. It, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Writing is part of the liberal arts. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, some people are taking the liberal part of it real hard. I was going to say, you said the bad word. <laughs> But I, I think this is uh, awesome for this program um, and just kind of want to mention it. Um very cool. To anyone young listening to the show. Yeah, why? <laughs> Fucking old people talking about comic oh. books. Oh. Life. <laughs> and speaking of comic books, one of the places that I usually look up some news um, for the show is Comic Book Resources. Yes. It's one of the many places that I usually go to. Um, well, there's been some changes going there, and I'd recommend people not supporting them. Oh. Uh, a tweet was put out, and we know that this has to be their old social manager before they probably got locked out of the system. Um, the tweet goes, despite rumors to the contrary, we have not eliminated our news section. We simply fired all the news editors who didn't resign in protest and have been slowly gutting our other departments as Valnet continues CBR's shift to an AI-driven, clickbait-focused content mill. Ah. No one in their right minds for the company would have put that out there right. so that's where i guess the nba also did something where they fired uh their old media manager and when he found out still had access and put some things out uh there on the nba tweets um so obviously this is a disgruntled worker that saying how it is right. this is how a lot of websites uh, news places and we know ai stuff is a tool but it's not to replace humans because they make so many mistakes. ChatGPT is excellent for if you know its limitations mm-hmm. so that you know what it can do and what it can't mm-hmm. do. And then having critical thinking skills to know what is and isn't regurgitated as fact or fiction from it. I don't like AI-driven articles. I find that to be just disgusting right. because it misses the human component of a story. Like... Any news article, and this is so funny, too, that I... I've... Are you calling all these articles news articles? Oh, no, well, not... No, there's some stuff that I read that are, like, top tens of, like... Yeah. Best, like, video game guns or something. Right. Yeah. Those are all subjective and everything. But I'm just saying in general across the board of people say, oh, that has a bias in its uh, reporting and this and that. In order to report something, you have to have a viewpoint that you are reporting on. Mm -hmm. You have to have a hypothesis of what the conclusion is Mm -hmm. going to be in science. You need to have that element of your viewpoint to make the story resonate. Mm -hmm. And you're going to try to reflect that 
to an all ongoing art. If you don't know that's what happens, well, yes, you don't understand yes, news. Yes, yes well, and no. Yes and no. Because well, then it's there op-ed. is. Yes, yeah. it is. And because there is there is journalism in which the facts are just reported. True, yes. And then there are articles that are investigative. And yes, those yeah, and will have kinda, bias. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So, I don't know. That just kind of was annoying. And now I'm like, oh, that was. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great to begin with. I've already kind of gotten away from CBR. But I still like some of their articles on some nuanced things that I don't always see other right. places. Um, yeah. Comicbooks.com is a good one still, sure. I think. Well, we'll see. It's to, yeah. the, a lot of those websites are probably going to go in that same direction, which kind of sucks. Obviously, people are going to lose their jobs. Well, then you can just listen to us for the news. <laughs> Three months after it happens. We're going to be 80 and like talking about things that happened this year. (laughs) (laughs) um, Did you hear Kevin Smith is auctioning off all of his comic books? I did not hear that, but Kevin Smith is doing a lot of stuff right now. Yep. All of his original art and everything. Um, He did just move, so he's probably trying to downsize a little Okay, then I... I didn't realize that probably is. I know that he's uh, a lot of this is going to go benefit the Kubert uh, School of Art. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool that um, his so his his comic book like his comic book collection or like his some some of he's going to donate some of this money that he's doing. So part of the process involved with getting rid of all this is kind of like. Oh, and some of it's going to go to charity. Sure. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, literally his whole comic book collection or, like, the stuff that he worked on? He He's, like, stuff that he owns, like his... Uh, but not his produced stuff. I mean, I'm sure some of that's in there. But, okay. yeah, this is, like, stuff like a Daredevil gotcha. number 22 or something or a Batman number one or right. his comic book collection. Now, he's not selling it. Like, he's going to probably keep a couple. But sure. he, yeah, some yeah. of the things that I saw listed, though, like... Okay, that's an old book that he's kind of just getting rid of. And it's kind of something that I'm honestly going to be in the process of doing. I think I might have told you I'm hiring my nephew to come help me clean up and put in. And then I'm going to give him some free comic books that are not worth really anything. But that way I can at least find, do I have any gold in here? I know I have a couple. Right. And if I can find those and get them sorted, I'll just sell them because I I don't need my huge collection anymore. I've kept them for... My brother's kids, they're now old enough that they can read some of them. And instead of just giving them, make him earn it a little bit. There you and go. Help me in my process of decluttering my house. Well, I know Kevin's working on a new movie. Actually, they're starting to film soon, which he must have had the script done before the, the strike started. I don't know how else they could be. But isn't oh, the Screen well, Actors Guild still on no. strike? Yes, but uh, it's he does a lot with A24, which A24 is allowed to make movies. Okay. Because A24 said, and a lot of also independent, like if you were a school or like a kid out of college that like, you know, won some grand to make like something, actors are allowed to do those. So that's okay. where this is going to be the renaissance again of some independent movies oh, with some big names. Thank God. And A24 is a kind of bigger studio, but they have said... Whatever the end result of the agreements are, we will back pay and go through it. So they are able to be making movies. Gotcha. Okay. And that's where I believe he goes through. I don't know. Usually he self-funds and then... Or then it's self-funded yeah. too. It's the big studios. So you can't, you're not making Warner Brother, Disney gotcha. movies, Lionsgate, gotcha. like those ones. Oh, you Unless, know what? I'm really looking forward to this But then. there's also some... There's been talks, but there's talks back and forth of what's going through that the... Screenwriters Guild and, and the Writers Guild said, too, yeah, if you say in, in contract, say, to the, some of the smaller publishers or, yeah, studios, you'll agree with it, you can start using us, which they're hoping will kind of start snowballing some more of those to agree mm. to it. That puts more pressure on the big ones when they start realizing all these movies are coming out from these other publishers. Right. We need to catch back up. So yeah. that's the gist of probably why he can film now. I don't gotcha. know about the. Well, yeah, because then you'd be able to write a small script too. So yeah. Anyways, I just know yeah, that that's and he might have had it done. This yeah. is so the, this movie. I don't know if it's going to be called the Atlantic movie when it comes out, but it's basically based on his childhood, um, and when he used to go see 
movies. I think the theater was called the Atlantic. Okay. Um, but if you want to go to New Jersey, or if you're local to New Jersey and you're listening to this podcast, if you're available between 9.5 and 9.20 during the week, you can go be a background actor on his movie. That I would totally do that a yeah. day. Like that would be so cool. Yep. Like so. even not getting paid just to one day right. show like my yeah, niece and nephews like it's a volunteer. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a volunteer thing. So you would not be getting paid um, because it is not a union yeah. film. <laughs> oh. Even even then though, because I know background actors mostly should. I don't know how because I know with at least the Lord of the Rings movies they had a lot of background actors that I think still may have gotten a hundred dollars a day because I think that's like the base pay 100, right. 150 Yeah. I personally, for something like that, would say, I don't even need that. I just want to be in the background. I'm right. orc number five that trips right. over himself. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't have to, you know, have a job, yeah. I would totally go be in the background <laughs> of Kevin Smith movie a hundred percent. Did I ever tell you that my uncle is doing this now? Yes. I okay. think we did yep. have that my conversation. retired uncle has been doing some background work and God, hearing him, I just go, I'm glad that he's getting so I'm like, I know a little bit more of some of this from what I've read, but you're you're kind of close on the ball of like, he's all about like, we need to get these strikes over with because I want to <laughs> do some fun things. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, this I thought was was cool that I came across, but I'll, I mean, you'll probably think it's kind of dumb and, and not up to it. <laughs> but ultimately, it's uh, I came across this. Uh, you can pilot your own Gundam mech. For three million dollars. Oh my god, three million dollars? Obviously. Well, do you think a real Gundam suit would be less than that? No, but I feel like oh, yeah. the, the 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 socialist in me is like, you know what you can do with three million dollars? So ultimately <laughs> I saw what this mech looks like and it doesn't look anything like a Gundam. It does have some hands that can move, um, and everything. It's got wheel based and sure. everything but it is is it giant it's like 14 feet tall so okay. like it's not the biggest of things but it's still a mech suit someone created a mech suit with servos and sure. motors and they're and... charging three million dollars just to be no in no it. To, to own one. Oh. oh, you said to pilot oh. and i was literally like so you get to what hang out in it for an hour and then go okay. home for three million dollars i see you can use it to get around town okay, if you want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could live in it after it goes you spend about three six, million. It goes about six miles per hour, so it doesn't really go that. It's gonna fast. have to be your house. <laughs> and I saw I saw a video of it in action with the the arms kind of moving and think of you're going in slow motion. That's kind of how fast it goes. I'm assuming though, again with tech, uh, every day tech gets better and better. You know, um, those could be replaced to have some better servos. But even with what I saw now. Is far beyond what like the robot wars shows that they've had in the past, where mm. things don't really move; they're just on wheels and like, right. yeah. So this doesn't have any guns or swords or anything, and it's not that. Well, darn! You could tape a sword to it. So, hands. so the title a little bit clickbaity got me, but I, and I was kind of like, I mean, I think for three million dollars, it's priced about the right point that i would think i think if i were your more. wealth advisor i would advise against this purchase <laughs> for sure but again if i was also a billionaire i would tell it's you not to be give, the worst three million dollars i would, I would tell spend. you to give three million dollars to charity <laughs> i would do that too but i would have this and i would have i would make my own mini cardboard city just if you had enough money it. to pay three million dollars for this, you could hire people to make a mini cardboard city for oh, you. Oh, and I would make them be dressed up as like the monsters, <laughs> and then Real step power on Rangers. them. <laughs> oh. Um, so I have two different stories about uh, some reboots uh, shows that are kind of in hiatus. So one is uh, Highlander is trying to have a reboot. Okay. Um, a reboot. There's the movies. Yep. We don't talk about number two, but the movies were great. And then we had the TV show. Yep. Um, and that TV show kind of went on a little too long. It had an ending that was, yeah. And then you had the movie that had the, the guy from the ending. Yeah. Movie and then all and those, the guy so, yeah. from the television show. In Anyways, it. I can be totally fine with a reboot of this. 
now as a taking the concept of it um there can be only one I, again it's a story that can be retold as many times right. with different characters and you just need there to be a new one yeah and uh henry cavill has been uh attached to this okay and so um the director of it um has said that he is still confirmed to be attached to the project whenever it moves forward because the writer's strike and everything is what really put this one yeah. uh, in the hamper. Uh, before the writer's strike, this was starting to get talked up a lot, especially because at that time, too, uh, Henry was very against The Witcher 3 coming out and all that stuff and then quit from it. So this being another big project. I also know he's going for a Warhammer 40K type story oh, that he wants that to make. bitch loves Warhammer. I know. I find that cool and nerdy. <laughs> I mean, it makes me endeared more to him. And then um, I knew there was an Alien series being made. I didn't realize. I just found out now it's FX. So okay. it's going to be a TV series. That's now been suspended because of the strike, um, which is sad because. Is this a reboot? Well, like with the Alien movie, I don't know. There's not much known about the project. I can only sense that it's going to take place within the Ripley movies because those, whether you like the last one or not, the fourth one in that series, or even the Aliens versus Predators, you can kind of say they all still were in the same mm-hmm. universe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. different time periods. So this could just be a different world. I'm hoping, though, this is an alien finally gets to Earth. I mean, we saw that with the Alien versus Predators, but like... Have you ever played? No, you probably didn't. There was an old school alien game of the aliens come to Earth, but Earth is already kind of futuristic of the time period that Ripley took off. So there's ships and mechs and everything here on Earth, too, where the Aliens vs. Predator movies were set in the now. Yes. I would like this to be a future Earth with some aliens then. And I I don't know if that's what this is going to be. I don't know anything about the production. I'm sure there's some reports out there. I'm just sad that whatever this is, it's going to be delayed more so than what it would have been. So, yeah. And I only got one other story. Did you have anything that you found this week? No. All right. I'll say this. I had a ton of uh, news. I had a bunch of things open and then my computer turned off and... I have a little save thing, but it did not, or I must not have clicked the right thing, but all those went away. So I did have a lot more diversity than some of the stuff now. Um, The last thing, which I love to come up with the weird ending of news that I found out. Okay. So Steve-O is teaming up with a a company to launch voodoo dolls containing his own hair. Why? Because that's the only way you have voodoo dolls is have the person's hair in it. Why? I don't know. Like, I understand the conceit of voodoo dolls. I didn't ask why voodoo oh. dolls are. Oh. Are? <laughs> <laughs> why is Steve-O? But I guess, you know, he can't do it anymore, you know, because he's old and shit. And yeah. Him and Johnny Knoxville are kind of at the point where if they keep doing jackass, they're going to die. They're going to die. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this is a good way to kind of still lean into that without actually putting yourself in harm's way. So, uh, does he to have what, hair? But I said, what? Does he have hair? I feel like his head's well, always he, shaved. No, he, well, that's, yeah, but he grew it out a little bit of hair just to have some pieces of is his it, hair attached to each one of these. Um, and they're, they're being crafted with a real uh, witch doctor. Wow. I wonder how much they're going to cost. Uh, 125 each. Oh. And there's only going to be 300 made, so limited edition. Okay. Limited two per... Obviously, doing something limited like this, doing something crazy like this, He's there's enough people... He's not in it to make money either. No, it's just yeah. more of a publicity stunt to be like, remember me? I'm doing something stupid and crazy, and... But... I just thought it was kind of a funny, interesting... Uh... He has a really great podcast. I don't think people have forgotten who Steve-O is. I mean, that's true. And I'm just happy that he's still, like, beat all the odds yeah. and has finally, like, been clean for a while. And and even I saw uh, this summer, I think I just turned it on, the, the newest Jackass, which I think came out last year mm-hmm. or something. 
and seeing him do some of those things, knowing that he's not going to be taking painkillers or is on drugs when he's doing this, I'm like, dude, dude, don't. It hurts me to watch you I know. hurt like this. I know. I know. John, Johnny Knoxville, I think, because that was the one that starts, it starts with like the, the bowl, bowl running. Yeah. He gets knocked real hard in that. And his doctor was like, you can't fucking do this ever again. Like, you will die. You will yeah. die. Yeah. So yeah, so that's uh all that just to amuse you people out there. See what see what you did. <laughs> Bread and circuses, that's all they need. <laughs> all right, well, everyone, uh, have a good week or maybe Five. three <laughs> this next time the next, next one's posted. Yeah. Or hey, maybe I save this and then post <laughs> the next one right after it, so it'll only be a day. <laughs> Stay thirsty for pumpkin spice lattes. It's that time of year again. Yeah. Pumpkin spice edible underwear. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm sure that's a thing. It though. seems more in theme with this podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs>